Yo, yo, what's the science? Uh, I got my son with me. He's in the apparatus. He sleep though. I'm surprised he didn't wake up when I raised my voice to, uh, to do this thing. Currently, I'm, uh, I went from practicing on pages to taking over taking over the coloring position for my book, you know, and just big ups to my colorist, uh, Devin Carter. Much support when it came to, you know, bringing down that decision. Why, as I go along, as I go along, I know um, I have to get better at color. And as I, you know, began to practice on these pages, you know, and became a little bit more comfortable with color, you know, I started to feel like this is something that I could do. This is something that I need to do as an artist in the game, in the, you know, in the industry that I'm trying to break into. It's something that I need to do. Just to have that experience of coloring a book, of coloring my own book, of uh, experimenting with color, you know, of, of characters, of background, of scenes, of what color, you know, to put in the background to represent, you know, what's going on in the scene versus just coloring background, you know, and, you know, just so many different levels, you know. And it's just, it's even changing the way that I want to draw the book now that I know, you know, that I'm going to be the one color. You know? When you draw in black and white, even though you know it's going to be in color, you just pass it off to another guy. It's almost like that's not my problem. But, you know, as the owner of this property, it, it is my problem. And for the first time, I have to take responsibility for that problem. And I think it's real, you know important it's, it's essential that I do that so that's what I'm working on now slow but steady so right now I'm going back and recoloring all the pages I practice on so what I'm putting down now will be the final colors and I you know I, I changed a couple things with some characters also, you know, I, I drew some extra stuff in the scenes, you know, a little bit of extra detail here and there. I put in extra shadows, I don't know, to give it more depth. I'm really going for a uh, flat colored, high contrast sort of look, you know, simplicity. That's the name of the game for me right now, just keeping it simple. I don't want overly, you know, cell shaded coloring, you know, too many values, just bring it back, dial it back. So like the coloring job in this book, it's just basic. It's not going further than flat. And still, I want to put in line work that makes that dynamic. You know, I want to put heavy inks in that still makes that dynamic, that gives it the depth, you know. But also, it's a it's a weird tricky way I can't explain it that I can still add you know 
light and value yeah. would work on that. And you'll have to see the book to know what I'm talking about. But I'll be working on you know, more of that as we move into uh, future issues. You know, so I'm working on that and I want to get this thing done. The deadline is April. A lot of people say, you know, don't talk about your deadlines, don't talk about your goals, just keep them in mind. I don't know. I like to speak on what I'm thinking. I tell it to myself, tell it to other people. That you know, that's what motivates me. So I'll speak on that and say it. I'm shooting for April. And actually I'm gonna make April happen. So it's February. So I really want to have the colors for this book done at the end of February. And at the end of March, the lettering should be done. So then April we can launch. Um, and my color artist, he's still in on the project. You know, he's just gonna, he, he's taking more of an advisory, you know, position. You know, so I you know, I shoot him stuff and he'll give me his thoughts on you know what looks good, what works and what doesn't work. You know, so far I'm doing a good job. But, you know, it's good to know if I, you know start to not do a good job. Uh also I have another friend of mine, a good friend of mine. He's working on you know, editing the script. I got too much meat in there, so you know, shaving some of that down. You know, I want this to be a very literary book, very, very literary. You know, much more than an average comic book. So, just just chunks and chunks of reading, but I guess not too chunky. It wouldn't hurt to shave it. And at the end of the day, no matter who's editing colors or scripts or whatever the decision falls on me on what to keep in and what to keep out but it doesn't hurt to have you know the opinion the mind of somebody you trust you know to to give you alternate points of view give you an alternate perspective on the work you're making essentially you're making something that's going to be viewed by others it's not just you and other people are going to take a look at that thing. You know, it's a product. You want people to buy it. You know, so on and so forth. So that's what it is. Uh, what What are my inspirations? As a color artist, what are my inspirations? Who 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 inspires me? Right now, top. The The number one thing I'm looking at is uh. Hellboy, the old Hellboy graphic novels. So far, I bought three of them on Comixology. I need to get those hard copies. I don't know. I know Mike Manola. He didn't color the book himself. He had a color artist. Actually, I don't know if I could look this up and see the guy who colored his stuff. But that's you know that's number one. And I got a Pinterest like with a bunch of different art on it. Some of the artists I know. Some of the artists I don't. Uh, Looking at a lot of Corey Ray Lewis, it, it was interesting. I'm a huge fan of his. I love Shark Knife. You know, I keep posting on the internet. Shark Knife needs to be an animated series somewhere. Like it was made 
to be that. It's not, but it should be, you know. But I, I sent some pages to a friend and, and they said, my artwork, the work that I'm doing for this book looks like Corey Ray Lewis if he grew up in the projects. And I don't know, some people may hear that like, what does that mean? I know what it means and it's like the greatest compliment anyone has ever given me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to say that's what I was going for, but I'll take it, you know. Um, I want to say uh, Joe Mad is one of my big influences, but I kind of stepped back from that, you know. N you know, just just to you know, diversify my style, not because everybody's influenced by Joe. Who couldn't help but be influenced by that guy, you know. Um, a lot of anime, just anime in general. And when I'm watching anime, it's not really art styles I'm looking for. It's just movement. Like me, I've gotten good at like watching anime and I can like, without pausing, I could pick the stills and the frames out. So like for certain poses and things of that nature. And I'm just creating a mental catalog for when I develop my own fight scenes and things. Or, you know, action scenes, or even just like depicting like body language and stuff. I don't have to pause the movie or the show to like absorb those frames. Um, I see a lot of work, you know, popping up on Instagram. I follow a lot of artists. And I'm not gonna name them all. I'm not gonna name any actually. But you know, it's a, it's a bunch of people I follow. What What's influencing me, you know, in general, is the simplistic cartoony style, you know, similar to what I'm doing. And it seems to be very popular now. A lot of people do it more goofy. I'm treating it more serious, but I'm still keeping it simple, you know. This is a a serious action drama. I'm not writing in a lot of comedy. That's not that's not my strength. I should explore it a little bit. I do I do you know have a couple of light scenes in there. You know it's not all heavy and and what's the word I'm looking for? It's not all heavy and and moody and and suspenseful. There there's some light hardness in the script too. So I got that in there. Um oh Gor Gor Lagan and specifically the promo artwork. And not even the promo artwork, I've seen some of this artwork used in the series when they uh for the uh the break cutting to commercial in the middle of the show, you know. They'll show a piece of artwork depicting the character, you know, and it and it has that art style, you know, that I'm toying with that 
flat color, high contrast, heavy ink, art style. So I'm looking at a lot of those frames. Uh, you know, Street Fighter is still a big influence of mine, namely the art of Street Fighter. Uh, I like the art from, you know, what Bangus was doing, you know, from, you know, Street Fighter Alpha on to uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Also looking at, you know, a lot of stuff that Akimon did, you know, for uh, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, and stuff like that. Uh, the new Street Fighter art for Street Fighter 4 and 5. Uh, it's not really doing it for me, you know. It's a little too polished. It doesn't have that rough drawn quality. But that, you know, that's okay. It's not bad art. That's okay for somebody. This is not what I'm into right now. Oh, another book that that really like. I don't look at it that much, but it changed the game for me, not just visually, but just story wise was a uh, head lopper that's a dope book I need to get more of those I got the first volume on uh, comiXology I haven't got the second volume because I really want to get those just hard copy I really want my first experience with those books to be held in my hand that's how I feel about it you know because I, I can't say enough about, you know, how much that book has inspired me just with the direction I'm going. Of having this cartoony style, this very simplistic style, but still having a story of, of substance, you know. But that's where I'm going with that. sampling these things but I don't I'm not really looking at too much and actually I'm feeling like I want to step back from a lot of media and television and stuff because really I just want to work on the book you know I just you know like to keep my eyes open to see what's viable what's being pushed what are the trends? I don't have to join a trend. I've been uh, also writing a lot, you know, when it comes to the script. Um, number one, I've been enjoying it because of the exercise of writing, you know, which I fell away from when I was doing Chain Gun, just because I wanted to get it done faster. I mean, I want to get this done fast too, but just the practice of writing and you know you know polishing my skills as a writer and uh you know keeping my vocabulary up and things of that nature it's been really fun for me i've really been enjoying it and i've gotten so far in the script i think i'd like to have that too i might just continue continue to write scripts even though it might take you know longer to produce the book I just might continue to do that because 
I'm still working on the first issue slash first chapter, you know, with the artwork, with the coloring. But in the script, I'm already on like chapter five. So just to have this, you know, mapped out in a way. And also that's something, you know, for publishers, they like to know what's gonna happen, you know, many issues ahead. Or, you know, any maybe if I present this to a studio or something, I got the script. So even if I only have the first issue done, like here's the first issue, but you wanna know what's going on four or five issues later, what you know, what it potentially might feel like as a series, I have the script, they can read that and they can, you know, tie that into the images and see if there's something viable that they would like to publish as a game. Uh as a graphic novel, as a uh, as an animation, you know, and I'm really pushing for the game. That's that is that's that is most definitely gonna happen. I'm gonna make that happen. Right now, I'm just working on getting this first issue out and getting this, you know, to a convention and presenting it to the uh, comic book community just to see how it's. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Just to see how it's received by the community. But then after that, I think I'm going uh, to start the Kickstarter for the game. Because I'm really excited about that. I'm already like designing a little artwork stage levels and I have a great idea of how the video game would work. But I don't want to put in too much there because instead of it being a full-blown game for a console, I would like it to uh, be a game, be an app so that, you know, you can get it for consoles, but you can also play it on your phone or your computer or your tablet. I want it to be accessible for a lot of people. I want it to be cheap, you know, but I have an idea of like a decent amount of content to put into that game, and that's what I'm shooting for, you know, so I'm really excited about that. And yeah, that's what it is, that's, that's what I've been working on. Not too much, just trying to stay focused on a couple things and not do too much so I can really, you know, really get things done. Don't want to get ahead of myself. That's another project I got on the side that I need to get back to because it'll just be easy to complete. It's almost completed and I could probably like have it published. You know, publish it myself even before, way before, well not way before, but before the you know, this book comes out, or I might just like, you know, finish it and, you know, get it out a little bit after and have it with me when I do the convention, you know, plan these conventions out. I'm not saying I'm going to do a convention tour. I don't have the money for that, but I'm thinking ahead.
you know, because the Emerald City Con, I guess that's in uh, that's in March. So I'm not gonna make this one, but you know, I'm making plans for the one 2018, and after that, I'm gonna be looking at uh, you know, cons in different cities, things I can. Uh, you know, maybe drive to, or even if I have to fly to and have my stuff shipped out there, that's fine too. I got a plan way ahead. My idea is to like always plan a year ahead for the cons. I want to be fully prepared. I don't want to go to these things and be just going crazy trying to get things done, trying to get things right. Everything should be ready to go before I even, you know, leave time months in advance. That's that's how I want to do it. That's my aim, that's my goal. Um and I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to uh just to I think that's that's me really fully for the first time entering the community and entering the industry. Like I published a book before but it's like it was so, you know, under-recognized. You know? And I don't mean recognized as in, you know, I got awards and then people told me how great it was. I mean, that no one knew it existed, you know. So you saw it on the shelf, it's like, what's that? I don't know what that is. And I got a couple of bad reviews on it. But I learned, I think I learned from those mistakes, from those mistakes. And I fixed all that stuff with this new property. Like the artwork is way more clean. You know, I got the colors. And people been asking me to do, you know, work in color for God knows how many years. You know, this is a book with all black characters. People been asking me to do that ever since I was an artist. You know, I've always had, you know, diverse books and. I think that was influenced by my love of X-Men because when I was introduced to X-Men in uh, the early 90s, it was just, I'm not going to say it was such a big hit, but it had such an effect on me. I guess I just wanted to copy that feel of like diversity. It was very diverse and it wasn't stereotypically diverse. Like the writers always treated, you know, these characters with respect and they always found ways for each character to shine. You know, the characters of color weren't just pushed in the background. Somewhat. I mean the main characters were, you know, the European Western European characters, but they had some great, you know, characters of color, you know. And you can't and it was all basically just based on popularity and back in the nineties. It is what it is, you know. Some people don't like to say that it is what it is. So you gotta stand up to it. whatever. I'm not even trying to go there with this conversation. It's just This is what I noticed. That's just how I feel about it. You know? So I decided to make this like, you know, all black and 
just the commentary of the book because it's not it's not based in reality fictional world fictional characters but you know the commentary about black culture good and bad you know I think it's I think it's good I think it's important and I'm really excited for, to have people you know look at this book not just black people but you know all people you know I think it could be a mainstream book you know I'm presenting a culture to people you know commentary on the culture you know some depictions of that culture I think I said this before, like it's no different than people from all around the world going to see a Jackie Chan or they're getting a piece of, of their culture, you know, uh, presented by that artist, being Mr. Jackie Chan or, you know, or Jet Li. And we get that a lot. I guess like the West is, you know, they have, they have a deep fascination with Asian culture, you know, even though like, you know, you got the controversy of, uh, Asian actors and whitewashing, you know, characters and stories and stuff like that. And how I feel about that. I mean, I understand it's an issue, but if a group of people, if they're, if they're fitting the bill and they're making these stories, of course they're going to explore other cultures, but what do you expect? You know, just like when black artists draw, you know, they do a lot of fan art, they do the black version. They do the black version of Superman. They do the black version of Goku. You know, it's not that all whitewashing is inherently racist. It's being treated as such. But it's just when people think of culture, when they think of all, they want to see themselves in it. You know, it's not like a grand conspiracy. I don't believe it is. So when they imagine, you know, heroes from other places, they want to see themselves as that hero. And I think that's a testament to great writing. And what I mean by that is, if I, if I write this thing right, if I do a great job, you know, depicting these characters, the fact that they're all black won't matter. You know, a white person can read these characters, can read this book, can look at these characters and see themselves in the character. They'll see qualities that they possess in the character, you know, or maybe they have qualities that they want to that they want to possess and they see that in the character. So they they're drawn to the character. Or they just find some of these qualities fascinating and they relate in different ways, you know. That's the whole point of characterization. So and really what it boils down to is if we want to see heroes like us, villains like us, stories that represent us and our way of being, our way of thinking, we have to make our own stories. Like, what obligation, you know, do these companies have to tell our stories? They have none. And they're only really doing it because, you know, popular culture forces them to. That's going to stop one day, you know. I feel like the, uh, you know, the woke movement is, you know, it, it'll pass because a lot of people that are participating in it aren't really searching for a higher consciousness. They're just bluffing at it. 
you know, they're just chiming in, just trying to be a part of something. So, you know, when the popularity dies down, a lot of people, they're not going to do the work. They're not going to stick around and, you know, be a conscious person when it's not popular to be a conscious person anymore, you know. And when, when that energy fades, you know, the media will also, you know, back down. So then what's going to be left to represent us? Like, this is the perfect opportunity while it's popular, while it's all in the media, for us to, you know, make our own stuff. It might be a cheaper movie, but, you know, I think that's why doing a graphic novel is the perfect way to begin, you know. Because I'm never going to sell out my property. If this, get made, if this gets made into an animation or a movie, you know, I'm going to keep maintain creative control and ownership of my character and move and do it like that. And that'll put me in a position to make more movies or animation or whatever the case may be, you know. So we got, you know, we can't wait until we make it big. We got to do the best with what we got. If all you got is, you know, pencil and piece of paper, then just write the book. You can draw, draw the book, you know, create those images. You know, create that story. If that's all you got, do it that way, but create your own characters. Don't get mad because they won't make black characters or Asian characters. It's not their job. Their job is to, you know, make the characters that represent them.